Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck. Four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974 or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax. Crunch time! Crunch time! You're listening to Crunch Time on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Crunch time! Crunch time! All righty, Kansas City. Welcome to Super Bowl! Right time! It is Tim Grunhart and Frank Bull, and we are just so excited to talk to you guys here on the Thursday before. No, not Christmas. No, (laughs) not. It could be. It could be before Christmas (laughs) if they win. (laughs) That's right. It could be Christmas. It is the Thursday before the Super Bowl, and everybody in the house is excited to uh, check out what's going to go on. We're going to talk a little bit about the football game. We've uh, talked to some friends and who are down there, Frank, it is, uh, I can't say the word, but a blank show down in Phoenix right now uh, with the Waste Management Golf Tournament going on and the Super Bowl and people piling in. So, yeah, the excitement, if you like crowds and you like traffic and you like being around all the action, if you have FOMO, it's a perfect place to be. If you're a person that kind of likes to just chill out and put your feet up and watch the Super Bowl, you're probably in the right spot in Kansas City because, oh, man, it is crazy down in Phoenix. Frank, you know Phoenix as well as I do. Uh, even without all this stuff, it's pretty uh, <laughs> pretty impactful traffic. Yeah, well, yeah, th- it's terrible. It's uh, The only other city I could compare to is Houston. Houston has the worst traffic I have ever. Of course, I've never, yeah, I really haven't driven lately in downtown New York either, Manhattan. Yeah. But uh, as far as big cities sort of spread out, uh, Houston's terrible. And uh, Phoenix is absolutely terrible. This week, I can't even imagine. I mean, you'd have to, if you were in Scottsdale and you had to get to Glendale, you'd probably have to leave an hour and a half or two hours before you would normally have to leave because. A normal 35-minute trip is going to be a disaster with both the golf tournament going on and everybody there for the Super Bowl. So the waste management and the Super Bowl is just going to be – the city is going to be just jammed. But, I mean, it's going to be electric for the people who are there and for everything they want to do. So I'm not saying it's going to be a a bad experience from the, you know, entertainment value, but just getting around in the city will be miserable. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of Chiefs fans down there, a lot of Eagles fans down there, a lot of golf fans down there. So it'll be uh, it'll be pretty interesting. And not many people can afford to go to the game. I think to go to all the periphery things, there aren't even that many tickets available for the general public. And they're at $5,000 a piece. So, yeah. um, you know, just getting there, flying to and from, getting a hotel room, renting a car, eating and drinking, it's going to cost a pretty penny, let alone whether you go to the game or not. Yeah, so if you're looking, if you're down there, you're going down there, I know my two boys are going to leave this afternoon to go down to Phoenix. One is staying uh, about 10 minutes from the stadium, and one is staying about an hour from the stadium. They're staying with different people, but uh, I was talking to uh, uh, CJ, who's only staying 10 minutes away, 
and uh, has already looked into Ubering to the stadium of the game, and it's going to cost a pretty penny to Uber to the game. So, Oh, yeah, if a little look, bit of an upcharge. Yeah, yeah, sure. If, <laughs> if you're looking for something to do, guys, don't forget uh, the big game, uh, the Chiefs fan tailgate and watch party, which is sponsored by A10WHB. We have a little bit of a presence there, but it is being hosted by Christian Okoye, our good friend, and, and I believe Tech 9 is going to be there. I think the party starts. Uh, a couple hours before the game, and it's a watch party. So if you don't have a ticket, you can watch it with some Chief uh, fans down uh, in the parking lot. It's a Lot J parking lot party. So if you're looking for something to do, and you say, I know a lot of people are just going down there. They can't afford a ticket, but they want to be around the action. Uh, if you're looking for something to do or somewhere to watch the game, they're going to have big screens out there. They're going to, it's all inclusive. Uh, food and drinks and bands and DJs and all kinds of stuff. And uh, if you want to uh, go ahead and I put it on my Twitter page at Grunny61. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I believe, Frank, I don't know if you have a website for it, but it's uh, – uh, I will see if I can find it. I, I, I can't find it right now. I'm looking at the, um, at the, uh, 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 the page right now, but it doesn't have a website on there for one reason. or Oh, here it is. It's at Chop It travel.com chop it travel.com so uh if you're looking to uh do something before the game my sons will be there today christian was nice enough to uh invite them uh he met them after the afc championship game at kelly's of course he was at kelly's with red and uh and they're going to go down there and they're going to hang out before the game too so if you're looking for something to do you can do that but frank okay let's talk a little bit about this football game that'd be a good idea (laughs) <laughs> yes, we're going to have Scotty, uh, Scotty Miller on uh, here in a little bit from the Action Sports Network. Talk a little bit about some of the prop bets and some of the gambling that you can get involved with, with all of them, you know, DraftKings and Barstool and all those, w, uh, the uh, MGM are all affiliated with uh, the Action Network. But uh, what can we do? So let's take a look at this game, Frank. It's the number one offense against the number one defense. The trends have gone to the number one defense over the years in the Super Bowl. Uh, really, I think – this game is going to be one uh, up front. Uh, I love it. I think this is one of those games where, uh, you know, if you're like me and you like watching line play, you like watching the offense play against the defensive line and the defensive line for the Chiefs play against the offensive line for the uh, Eagles, then you're going to love this football game. Two great quarterbacks, uh, two marquee quarterbacks, two elite quarterbacks. Uh, but the line play is going to make all the difference in the world for this football game. Uh, both teams have led the league in sacks. Uh, the Eagles are, uh, once again, I'm going to use the word elite because they are an elite football team, and they just need four sacks to set an NFL record for the most sacks in a season, including the postseason. They were set by the 1984 Bears, uh, and the Chiefs uh, were second in sacks. So uh, both offensive lines are going to have a challenge with protection and making sure that they're both quarterbacks that have some injuries stay clean. Yeah, absolutely. You got to keep everybody off of uh, Patrick Mahomes. You don't want anybody bringing their full weight down on you know his legs or you know grabbing him from behind and yanking him a different way. And he's going to be prepared to uh, plant that foot and uh, his, his right foot, his right uh, high ankle sprain that he had. And uh, so I think that is a a major concern. And of course, you know, with uh, Jalen Hurts with his shoulder situation you can dump him or get him or if he decides to run the ball or whatever he's going to do he's you know he is not 100 percent either so i think mahomes is going to be really close to 100 percent. but there's you know you could tweak that without much of a problem if you get sacked and the eagles which is amazing have all those sacks and 
the majority of the sacks have come with just four men rushing, which is sort of hard to believe. But that defensive line that they have, the edge rushers they have, they scare you to death because you worry about, you know, Orlando and, uh, you know, Wiley out there. The, uh, you know, OBJ and Wiley, you just don't know if they can handle those guys come, coming off the edge. And these guys aren't just guys. These guys are these guys are excellent, excellent edge rushers. They are two of the best in the league. They've got all kinds of sacks. I think all four guys up front have at least 10-plus sacks, uh, which is, you just go, they spread it all around, and they really do. They don't blitz that much. Uh, I'm sure they'll have a spy on Mahomes because I think they're preparing like he's going to be 100%. So I don't think they're going to blitz, uh, blitz that much. And I think they're going to really try to pay attention to uh, to Travis Kelsey and take their chances in other places. Try to get pressure on Mahomes. Try to get the ball out quicker. So, you know, maybe the running backs come into this a little bit more. Maybe use double tight a little bit more, Tim. You can talk a little bit more about that. But I really think the offensive line and the two offensive tackles are going to need some help. Yeah, so when you talk about the defensive line for the Eagles, obviously Reddick, I think, is their best. The guy that was down in Arizona, so knows the terrain down there. He played for the Arizona Cardinals and was uh, uh, let go by the Cardinals, picked up by the Eagles. Uh, he is really good. He's got about 16 sacks this year. And then, of course, you and he is quick and slippery, and he is one of those guys that causes issues for our tackles. So let's just call it the way it is. Hardgrave is an excellent football player, sweat. An excellent football player. You have Graham and Cox, and then they bring in Sue. So, I mean, it's uh, it's an unbelievable defensive line. And, Frank, to your point, I think the number one thing you're going to have to do, and it'll be interesting because they are only rushing four, uh, if you do keep a tight end in and you keep a back in, then, you know, you're, you're running, you know, only three or four guys out against that zone, and that's going to cause some issues for the Chiefs. So, I do expect the Chiefs to have more five-man rush, maybe a little bit of a chip from the back or a tight end helping and then getting out because they just don't bring a lot of pressure because uh, uh, they, they get it with their front four. And if you're only sending three out and you're protecting six on four, then you're losing uh, the battle on the back end with the wide receiver. So the Chiefs' offensive line is going to have to step up. Once again, we always talk about the big sombrero. The big sombrero is on the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs going against these guys. And, and and to your point, they got to get rid of the ball quickly. Uh, I think they're going to turn the protection to wherever Reddick is at because Orlando and Wiley both struggle against guys like him, so they'll turn the protection. But the bad news is, the good news is, you can turn the protection and get a double team on, on Reddick because the three guys in the middle should be able to handle uh, their tackles. Their tackles are good. Listen, they, a couple of them had 10 sacks. So <laughs> both uh, of them. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that they're not, but uh, what worries me is when you do turn the protection away from either Orlando Brown or away from Wiley, uh, that uh, that one-on-one matchup on the backside with a guy that has uh, you know, double-digit sacks is gonna is gonna be uh, something that we're gonna have to watch. So you turning the protection to help to get to Reddick uh, doesn't answer all your questions like a lot of times it does when you have multiple uh, when you have just one. Uh, pass rusher that's good with with this team. You have four pass rushers that's good. I think one of the things they're going to have to do, Frank, uh, you know, we talked about turning the protection. We talked about getting rid of the ball. But you've got to get these guys out of what we call the green mode. you got to get them out of that mode where they're in that pass rush mode. These guys live in that mode. They're not only green because of the uniforms. They're green because of their attitude. They go full blast after the quarterback, which causes issues 
uh, and they're stopping the run. This is not a very good football team against the run. And it's not because of the players. It's not because of the scheme. It's because of the attitude of the defensive line is that they want to get after the quarterback and they will take chances and they will give up some uh, gaps and they'll give up some holes and they'll give up some lanes uh, when they rush the quarterback. It's just a natural tendency that happens when you rush the quarterback. Uh, and the last thing, Frank, is you, you can't let these guys frenzy. We saw a little bit of that frenzying with Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, especially in the second half, when defense alignment feel like they, they could do anything and they get to the quarterback. And it's really hard to change that momentum. It's hard to change that attitude in the middle of a game. So you cannot let this defensive line frenzy. So get rid of the ball, turn to protection, run the ball efficiently, and do not, I repeat, do not let these guys frenzy after your quarterback. Well, here's the biggest problem with that theory is Andy hates to run the ball. <laughs> okay. He'd rather let Patrick Mahomes throw it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how much Jarek McKinnon plays. Now, he's the best blocker amongst the running backs, and uh, he can also catch pass out of the backfield. So Jarek McKinnon will be a great screen option when after he helps chip, he can either go out in the flat, maybe drop back behind the line of scrimmage and catch a screen at that point, or go back out across the middle. And when the spy is on Mahomes, he can slip in behind the spy and, uh, you know, try to catch, catch some passes there. Uh, Pacheco will, would be your main guy if you're really going to try to run the football because he's a big guy. And, uh, but Andy hates to run the ball, and he gets away from it really quickly. And that's, uh, you know, that's an issue for these guys. So, they're, like you said, they really should run the ball to try to, to, try to uh, you know, neutralize the pass rush. From the front four of the Philadelphia Eagles, but the Eagles don't seem to care. And if you want to try to run the ball, good luck. Go ahead. Uh, the other big uh, thing for me, Tim, is the fact that the Chiefs, would it really behooved the Chiefs if they got out into the lead. Okay, if they took a seven or a ten-point lead early in the football game to see how the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and, you know, Sirianni, the head coach, how they react to trying to come from behind because they haven't had to do it. And they will stick with the run. They love to run the football, and they will stick with the run. Uh, and then you got the RPO, and the Chiefs' defense struggles against uh, mobile quarterbacks who like to do the RPO. The good news for Chief fans out there, I know it sounds like a lot of bad news or just, you know, some mismatches. Uh, the good news is that really the competition the Eagles have played this year um, at the quarterback position. Listen, they played some good football teams. That quarterback position hasn't quite been – as good as uh, a lot of people uh, think. So, I mean, when you have uh, Hinky, uh, I believe that's his name, in Washington, uh, Dak Prescott's been banged up, and they had a, a couple backups. I think they faced a backup against the, the Cowboys the first time they played them. Uh, and then the Giants with Jones, he, he can run the ball. He's efficient running the ball, but not the best passer in the world. So they really haven't played a ton of really good quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, you talk about sacks, you, you know, you're, you're sacking guys that are uh, mid-range quarterbacks. So the good news is that the competition, uh, it hasn't been great uh, for the Eagles. But, hey, listen, that all goes uh, to the wayside when you go and you snap that first ball uh, in the Super Bowl. It just comes down to, hey, listen, you got to execute your plan, you got to execute your schemes, and you got to win uh, the battle up front. If you're not going to run the ball efficiently and you're going to have some three and outs, that's issues. That's troubles for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then chunk plays. you got to have some big chunk plays, and you got to make sure you're not giving up chunk plays. 
And, and, and that has to do with field position, too. When we talk about chunk plays, that's also when Townsend goes back there, kicks a 50, 55-yard punt, and buries him inside the 10-yard line or inside the 15-yard line. you got to do those kind of things, too. So it's going to be about field position. It's going to be about converting third downs. It's going to be about controlling the football, time of possession. And it's going to be about turnovers and protecting the quarterback. That's what this game is going to be about with the subset of the offensive lines versus defensive lines, which I think is going to be a great story. And, of course, two elite young quarterbacks that if you combine their age, Frank, you combine their age like 51 <laughs> years old. Don't. 51 years combined, old. Combined, you're still way younger than I am. They could both be my and, children still. <laughs> I know. And you know what? And they're just about the same age as Tom Brady. So, I mean, that, that to me is just amazing. These are young quarterbacks. And, Frank, one of the things that we've talked about many, many times that the, the NFL is a quarterback-driven league, and we see it here with, with two young, uh, exciting quarterbacks, two elite quarterbacks. And guess what? There's about eight or nine young guys about their age that are elite quarterbacks, too. The NFL is healthy when it comes to the quarterback play and the young guys they're bringing up. Because I think 10 or 15 years ago, quarterback play stunk. I really think it was bad. Well, well, the game was different. Yeah. You know, the, the game was totally different when you could just you could beat up on the wide receivers coming out or tight ends, and then if you got a shot at the quarterback, you could take it. You know, you could bury those guys back in the day. That just doesn't happen anymore. The quarterbacks were a little bit more skittish back in those days as well, and they didn't have many running quarterbacks back in the day, guys who were really mobile and could get out and run. So, you know, the game has totally changed. I, I was telling everybody, I just watched that ESPN 30 for 30 on, you know, the bullies in Baltimore about the Baltimore 2000 Baltimore uh, uh, Ravens. And, yeah. you know, the hits in the game from the video, let alone the story itself, but just the hits from the game, you're just going, oh, my God. Sarah Gusa put uh, Rich Gannon out of that, that, that playoff game. He, I mean, he jumped on him. I mean, he put him on the ground, and then he came down with all 400 pounds of himself right on. That would have been, he would have been ejected, thrown out of the game, I mean, he'd have been fined $100,000. Something would have happened to him. I mean, the the difference in the game from 20 years ago to today is incredible. I, I think it's better because of the, you know, for the future of NFL football players and their longevity. Okay, I think the game's way better because you try to take the concussion out of it and you try to take some of those vicious hits out of it. And uh, I think that's – and taking your head out of it. I think that's important. But the game the game has definitely changed. But I'll tell you the other thing. I'm worried like you are about the third and short. I just don't think third and short yardage situations – they're just not confident, Tim. You know how those things are. You know, they, they run out the line scrimmage, they have a plate call, and they're going – is this the one we ran on the goal line we couldn't go anywhere? Is this the one we ran at midfield and we didn't get anything? Is this the one we missed the other first down in there? You know what I mean? They're not out there confidence going, we get these all the time. You know, without doing some crazy, you know, snow globe or, you know, whatever else, double reverse pitch pass to somebody or whatever. So just, you know, lining up against their front, and their front's really good and just going for a third and short. So you want to maybe even try to stay out of, or you know, try, try to, you know, get yourself nice first downs and get yourself into other situations, try to stay out third and short. It's not going to happen all the time in this game, but I just don't think they have a lot of confidence third and short. The other thing to me that's going to play 
a big role because I think this is going to be a very close football game. You'll know when I give you the prediction in the final segment. But the um, the special teams just have to be smart. Okay, don't run the ball out of the end zone. Uh, you know, just get the touchback, take it out to twenty five, and let your quarterback go to work. The other thing is, Kadarius Coney is sort of limping around a little bit on an ankle this week. Okay, I think he is going to play and going to be okay, but that might mean that Sky Moore is back catching punts. He's we're gonna be, they're going to be indoors. The weather's going to be perfect, uh, so the punters are going to be able to you know get their game elevated. The football's going to go a long way and go where they want it, and they're going to be kicking them high, and the point's going to turn over and come down at you. And uh, you're going to have to have confidence back there catching those punts. Even if Tony isn't 100%, you might still want to send him back there just to fair catch the punt. Uh, Because I'm just a little still afraid of Sky Moore, despite the fact he played well last two weeks ago against Cincinnati. Those kicks were line drive kicks, which are a lot easier to catch than those high spirals that those punters can come up with. So special teams are going to be very important. Covering. You know, on kicks and punts, returning kicks and punts, uh, it's it's going to be extremely important for, for those teams to uh, perform well. And making the field goals when you have that chance. No, yeah, all good points. Um, you know, you got to win in two of the three phases, obviously, uh, whether it's offense and special teams or defense and special teams. And, and then you just can't get blown out in the other one. So, let's yeah, let's hope that – remember now, Sky Moore, uh, you know, he struggled – catching the ball inside, right? It was in Indianapolis Colts. In oh, yeah. Yep. Now, a lot of people say that that place is one of the hardest places to see the ball as it's, for some reason, the windows and the reflections, whatever, you know, that, you know how that goes. But, yeah. Uh, but, you know, hey, it's a trend, and you got to talk about it. Now, a couple of other weird stats, all the weird little trends. Um, did you know that no quarterback that's ever, who's thrown for over 5,000 yards has ever won a Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't think the MVP – in the regular season is one. We're going to find out tonight uh, that uh, you know, that may be Patrick Mahomes. Probably will be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so he's going to have to buck a couple trends. It's nothing new for Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, uh, I think he's going to be MVP, uh, and they have never won a Super Bowl. A uh, quarterback who's thrown for over 5,000 yards has never won a Super Bowl. Now, I, I understand that stat. Uh, I think that stat because I think a lot of times when uh, teams are so overly um, – uh, addicted to passing the ball that they, uh, they, they struggle in other areas and, you know, and, and you got three and outs and you put the defense in tough positions and all that kind of stuff. But that'll be interesting to see. We already talked about the sacks. Uh, you know, they need four more sacks to set the record of 82. They have 78 right now, including uh, the uh, postseason and that's the right. Eagles. Right. That's the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And that's a front. I, I don't want to say front four. I mean, cause it's like front seven. I mean, they are, they're cheap there too. You bring in a Dominican Sue, that's not a drop off. Uh, Cox is, he goes in and out, that's not a drop off. The other thing is, we talked about uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Jalen Hurts combined age of 51 years old and 337 days. The youngest quarterback matchup, and once again, very close to the age of Tom Brady, both yeah. of those two yeah. combined. And then the last one, which is a good stat for the Chiefs, uh, Frank Clark is third right now in sacks in the playoffs ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's behind William McGinnis, who has 16, and Bruce Smith, who has 14.5. And Frank Clark has 13.5. He gets a half sack. or No, he gets a sack. He will tie Bruce Smith, and he's got an opportunity to be 
uh, the best ever, which you just don't think about that. I yeah, mean, right. That'll be Clark, a great trivia question someday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. And here's a guy that, you know, with his stomach ailments and, you know, little different injuries that uh, uh, affect him during uh, the regular season, uh, just comes out of his, I guess, comes out of his shell yeah. uh, a little bit in the playoffs and just yeah. dominates. He does an unbelievable job of dominating the playoffs. He's done that already this year, too. He's got a couple sacks. Yeah, the playoffs this year. So, yeah, uh, the other uh, uh, issue, or not issue, but the other thing that you talk about is Nick Sirianni, who's a young guy, who, by the way, was fired from Pat, from Andy Reid. Well, Andy Reid changed his staff. It wasn't like he was on Andy's staff and he, you know. Yeah, it sounds better he's fired. Yeah, okay, fine. He was, he was they fired. had a meeting. They told so that puts a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, that's always a good idea. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, he came into the meeting and said, hey, you know what, your services are no longer here. Uh, so uh, he left. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people in Kansas City that I've talked to, he said he's a sharp, sharp guy. Now, him and uh, uh, is it uh, Dol- Dobel uh, from New York were both on that staff. Dable. Uh, D- yeah, Dable. 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 Uh, was on that staff together. Really good friends. One's the Giants coach. One's the Eagles coach. It's mm-hmm. interesting. And he's had some uh, great. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, last but not least, some great opportunities. Uh, yep. Uh, Andy Reid's sixty-four years old, and Nick Sirianni in his forties. Uh, Nick Sirianni has four uh, playoff wins in his career, and this is the fourth Super Bowl that Andy Reid has been in. So the experience goes to Andy Reid and that staff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of things. You were talking about the MVP. He hasn't won it since 1999. Before that, in the old days, some of the MVPs definitely won the uh, won the Super Bowl. In fact, uh, Todd Lebo just whispered in my ear, last guy to do it was Kurt Warner uh, yeah. to, uh, to to win it, But um, who, who was the, the MVP. But you're right. You know, in modern day, and the game has changed. Like I said, in the last 20 years, the game has totally changed. And it's really interesting that one has not won it since then. So maybe they're due. And it looks like it will be Patrick Mahomes. But, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see on that. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back. You got Scotty Miller coming on from the uh, from the Action Network, the Action Sports Network. So we'll talk to him about some of the crazy props they've got, including how long it will take people after the National Anthem to get through the word brave or chiefs, the over-under is five seconds. <laughs> we'll be back know, with some crazy, crazy stuff uh, with uh, with Scotty next. There, yep, there's 33 right now. Count them. 33 prop bets on the Action Network you bet on. And don't forget, Frank, real quick, I know we got to get a break. we got to thank our friends at CBD American Shaman. Oh, yeah. Great sponsor. Uh, remember, 30% off right now at all stores. Pop on over. And get yourself ready for the Super Bowl. Got some anxiety, some both. They got something for you. You're listening to Crunch Time. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Crunch Time. It is Tim Grunard and Frank Bowen. It is Super Bowl Thursday in Kansas City. And, of course, there wouldn't be Super Bowl coverage in Kansas City without having Scotty Miller on from the Action Network. Scotty, thank you so much for coming on. It's a big time of the year for the Action Network. Really, all every every time of the year is a big time for the Action Network. We'll talk about that here in a second because just because football is over doesn't mean the Action Network isn't still hot. Uh, but uh, you guys have got to be just so excited about this matchup and all the different things that you can bet on coming up here in this Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's it's a great matchup for I, I think general fans. But if you're 
into sports betting, if you're in the sports betting industry, as, as I certainly am, like we couldn't have asked for a better, better matchups, two great teams, great brands, good quarterbacks, good head coaches. And then I always look at where's the game being played. It's being played in Arizona. That's a legal betting state. Uh, it's a team from Kansas. I know the chiefs are from Missouri, but Kansas is a legal betting state. Uh, and so is Pennsylvania as well. So we're, th- this will be a record breaking Super Bowl uh, across the board from a, from a betting perspective. I don't think it'll, be even close to, to last year. So a lot of excitement, a lot of a lot of different things to, to bet on. Excited to uh, walk through the matchup with you guys. Yeah, I, yeah it looks Dan, like the, Dan, sta- the state of Missouri is going to jump on this pretty soon. They've got a couple bills that they're trying to push through as well. Not for this game, obviously, but trying to get a couple bills pushed through to make it uh, legal in the state of Missouri too. So it's coming. Timmy? Yeah, so, Scotty, I, I saw that there's um, about 16 to $17 billion in betting going on. <laughs> all over the country, uh, which is just amazing. Uh, I, I think I saw a stat that that is the size of some of the economies of some of the uh, countries in Europe. It's just amazing uh, the money that's being put uh, on. So let's talk a little bit about the, the betting process. Obviously, uh, the prop bets are just unbelievable. I mean, we have to start with them. We can talk about you know what you think the Chiefs are going to win or lose and all those kind of things, but how exciting and how prevalent now are prop bets? I see. I'm, I, I love your site. I, I, I'm addicted to your site. I, I'm on it every day. I love it. The stats, the the articles, everything. The Action Network. It's just awesome. And there's your experts came up with 33 prop bets. 33. I mean, how the hell do you decipher which one you want to bet on? Uh, that's that's their job. Those are the smart guys. I'm just I'm just here to help bring some of their information to to you guys. But yeah, uh, there's so many offerings. Even if you know what you want to bet, it's sometimes hard to find the actual bet that you're looking for on the sportsbook. So that, that's how many offerings there are. But some some really interesting ones. And and you really prop bets generally have been exploding. I'm talking 200 percent, 300 percent year over year growth for us as a company. Uh, in terms of people tracking their picks on our platform versus the year prior. That is an insane amount of growth. And the Super Bowl is that on steroids. And it's it, it's that way just because it's one game. Uh, it allows the, the sports folks to get really creative. They're offering cross-sport prop bets. I bet a, a Daytona 500 bet with, in addition to a, a Super Bowl bet. Uh, last night, I, I think I wagered on the combined jersey numbers of all touchdown scores. That's that's a bet that's offered at DraftKings. <laughs> like you, like anything, you can literally bet on anything with this game, which which is great. And for the consumer, and it's why coming to a site uh, in an app like Action is so crucial. The more that's out there, the more you can find little edges, right? If they're posting thousands of bets, which which books are for this game, I promise you, they are not accurately posting the line on thousands of bets that there's plenty of edges to be had you just you need to know where to look you need to know who to follow uh who to listen to who to read and and hopefully we can bring some of that to the forefront today but as you mentioned so much of this is on our site in our app so please uh check that out ahead of the game if you're if you're looking to get some action done on this game yeah we're talking to scott miller the action sports network and scott um you know as you wade through a lot of those i know a couple of them just you know sprung out at you what are some of the really strange prop bets that you actually like and that you might be able to give some people a little bit of inside information on. Yeah. So uh, Jody Fortson, chief tight end. I think folks are probably somewhat familiar with, with Jody. Uh, first touchdown for him to score the first, first touchdown, 60 to one 
Uh, really like that bet. Like the odds, we, our, our guys think that should be closer to forty to one. Him to just score a touchdown in the game, so not first touchdown, anytime touchdown, thirteen to one. I think there's some good value. Now these aren't large bets for me, right? Um, you know, th- these are more long shot bets, uh, but there is an edge here uh, on Jody in this game. You know, I, I think the Chiefs and their tight ends can have success in this game, uh, so that's an interesting one. One of uh, another more long shot one is Miles Sanders to lead the playoffs in rushing. Now you're probably thinking, to lead the playoffs in rushing, what does that actually mean? This is a bet that FanDuel is offering at 6-1. to one. And ultimately what Miles Sanders needs in this game to lead the playoffs in rushing is 107 rushing yards. We'll talk about this in a bit. I do not think Jalen Hurts is fully healthy. I do not think you'll see him use uh, his legs all that much in this game. Uh, but I do think the Eagles have an advantage in the trenches Tim, you'd be able to speak to that better than me, but um, I think they're going to be able to run the ball. And if it's not Hurts, it's going to be Sanders. Uh, so, again, this is 6-1 to one at FanDuel, uh, which is legal in the state of Kansas. Um, and, and just a, just an interesting, uh, an interesting way to approach a bet that you're getting an edge on versus other books. Are there any others that uh, right off the top of your head? Yeah, let's go into a couple of other weird ones. Uh, I mentioned my Daytona 500 bet. This is something that's at uh, – uh, this is a fun one. You laugh. This is fun. Uh, this is one that's offered at, at Caesars, and they offer these cross-sport props. So here's the prop. The distance of the first touchdown, which will be which will be greater, the distance of the first touchdown score in the Super Bowl or the number of cautions in the Daytona 500. Okay. Which, which will be greater? So if there's a 10-yard touchdown – for the first touchdown, will there be 11 cautions in the Daytona 500 or, you know, 10 or fewer? So that's sort of the, the barometer. It gives you action on two different events. They're posting all sorts of cross sport. There's a huge golf tournament this weekend that's actually being played in Phoenix right. uh, as well, in addition to the Super Bowl. So you could, if you want to bet on golf, you can bet on golf. But anyway, for this prop, I bet that the distance of the first touchdown would be greater than the Daytona 500. And this cautions. came in. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Daytona 500 cautions. This came from our NASCAR expert who, like, he's like, this is actually a pretty large edge considering the history of Daytona 500 cautions and, and what we would expect the first touchdown to be. And by the way, if the first touchdown is like 12 yards, 15 yards, this is a lock. You don't even have to sweat the Daytona 500 because there aren't going to be 13 cautions. It's going to be closer to, we think, seven or eight. And Tim, before you jump back in, I'm, I'm going to ask Scotty one more question. I saw one prop bet that the over and under on the last uh, word of the national anthem, which is supposed to be brave, but of course we know the Chiefs do the Chiefs at the end of the national anthem, and it's over under five seconds. That that was I went. How are they going to figure that one out? Yeah, that's that's not what I'm going to touch. Uh, and I don't think that's offered it in the regulated market as well. So that's certainly not what I'm going to touch. But there yeah, we go. You, you can you can find anything out there. Uh, legal books. I'm not sure if this is offered in the state of Kansas or not, but they are offering Gatorade color. Listen, this, like I call those four entertainment only bets. If you want to bet for entertainment, great. Do not trick yourself into thinking you have any edge over that market because you do not. Trust me. All right, let's let's get to the football game. The prop bets are exciting. Obviously, a lot of people have fun with it, but I think some people are intimidated by a lot of the different prop bets, so they just kind of go, with, hey, let's take a look at the line, let's go the over-under, the money line, all those kind of things. So the last, latest thing that I've looked at uh, here on the Action Network uh, was the Chiefs are plus uh, one and a half 
Uh, the over is uh, 51 over the under. And then, of course, the money line, the Chiefs are plus 105. Uh, I bet on the Chiefs early in the year. Uh, I mean, the beginning of the year, I think I got them 12 to 1 or something like that. Um, so I obviously am going to back up my bet. I, I know that I'm betting with my heart, which is probably not the best thing in the world to do. But uh, so if you look at the lines uh, uh, and you think you want to, people who uh, want to make money uh, and don't particularly want to bet with their heart, what do you look at? What's the best bet with just the football game itself? Yeah. Um, so I'm a Chiefs fan too, Tim, but I bet against the Chiefs all the time because uh, I'm I'm heartless and I and I like money and usually the Chiefs are <laughs> you, you, usually the Chiefs are overvalued, right? And that's a fact. They are. When you have a really good quarterback, a really good coach, uh, when you're on national TV all the time, uh, the Chiefs can be overinflated in in the market. I do not understand this line, um, and that's very, very, it's a very odd thing to say with the Super Bowl, which is by far the most bet sporting event in the United States. The more bets that come into the market, the more efficient that market is. Um, this is not an efficient line, in my opinion. I think you're going to see this line flip. Uh, the Chiefs will close as favorites, I think. They'll close as one-point or one-and-a-half-point favorites. I was talking to a, a pretty high-level executive at one of the major sports books in the U.S. last week, and he said the exact same thing, that their trading folks are telling him that this line is going to flip as Mahomes sort of practices more, gets a little bit more healthy. There's going to be some Chiefs money that comes in, uh, and I think that will be smart Chiefs money. So I would grab this now. I did bet the Chiefs. Uh, early in the week, um, and we'll probably add some more before kickoff. It's up to you on whether you want to grab the plus one and a half or you want to you want to grab the money line and just have them win and risk it. If they lose uh, by one, you're going to lose your bet. That's that's sort of personal preference. I actually bet on both a little bit on the spread, a little bit on the on them to win. But Mahomes is 18 six and one against the spread as an underdog or a favorite of three or less. 18 six and one. Now, when he's an underdog or a favorite of three or less, he's playing a good team, right? That's a fact. The Chiefs usually are a lot more than three-point favorites. Um, and in this game, they will not close as more than three-point favorites. Uh, against elite competition, he is elite. That, uh, and I just don't really understand why this line is where it is, given uh, – it's really only here because of Mahomes' health, right? Like, I think if he was 100%, this is probably – Chiefs minus two and a half, maybe even minus three uh, is where this would settle. So I think you're getting significant value. Um, he's going to be who knows how healthy, but I think I think Mahomes will play uh, very well. So I, if you like the Chiefs, if you want to bet the Chiefs, I would suggest betting this now it is the long and short of it. This is only going to move, I think, the Chiefs' way. Um, I actually made a friendly wager with a colleague that the Chiefs would close at less than – uh, plus two earlier in the week. Like, I think that's a lock. This is not moving toward the Eagles. Um, you know, so w when you kind of know or think you know where the line is going to move, uh, you, you can get some edge on the market. So I, I would suggest betting this now if you like the Chiefs. What about the over-under? Love the over. Uh, I love the over at 50 and a half. You mentioned 51, uh, Tim. This is why it's important to, ha to have our app, to, to have our product. Um you can you can see which books have different lines and uh, points bet and FanDuel, which are legal in the state of Kansas, both have fifty and a half. Fifty one is, is an extremely uh, key number in in sports betting 
27-24, right? That adds up to 51. Uh, very common uh, final score combination. So I love the over at 15.5. I think you're going to see both these teams play with pace. I think both of these offenses have pretty clear advantages against the defense. As I mentioned, the Eagles, I do believe, are going to be able to efficiently run the football uh, against the Chiefs. Uh, I think they're going to try to play with tempo. I think you're going to see these offenses be aggressive. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw uh, a lot of fourth down teams going forward on fourth down, right? Sirianni is known for that. Andy Reid is known for that. I don't think you're going to see a lot of settling for field goals. This, uh, I think this is like a 30 to 24 type of game, you know, depending on which way you think it's going to fall. I, um, you know, who knows if the Chiefs win or the Eagles win. We don't really care about that for the total, right? Uh, I, I think that this is has the potential to zoom over over this total with both these coaches being aggressive and and ultimately, um, you know, just playing not to lose in, in, in that situation. Man, oh, man, I'll tell you what, if you don't have the X, action network for this football game, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, guys, go out there and get the action network. And the cool thing is, Scotty, is now that you, if you're betting on some of the sites, uh, I even saw DraftKings. I, I don't know if you guys are affiliated with them, but uh, they uh, will sync now with um, – your site, um, and there's just a bunch of you can go on the site and your bets sync with the site, so you can kind of keep track of all your bets and what you're trying to do. So explain that whole process real quick and, and how that works. Yeah, I think the the number one most important thing when you're when you're betting, whether you're trying to make money or you're you're you know um, just trying to do it for for entertainment, is keep track of how you're doing. What are you good at? What are you not good at? Um, and and that is the core value prop of our product. Yes, we, we offer great content. We have great experts that you can follow inside inside the app. But uh, our core product is a pick tracking product where you can go in and track all your bets for a given week. And at the end, uh, we're going to tell you how you did, right? We're going to tell you you went uh, 11 and 10 on your NFL bets and you lost 50 bucks, right? And that's vital for you to know uh, sort of across the marketplace how you are doing uh, a huge thing that we're big proponents of are yeah, we want gambling to be fun. We want to inform you, but you need to gamble responsibly, right? Like don't gamble what you can't afford to lose. Well, you, you got to know what you're betting, right? And you got and you have to track that in a centralized place. And that is, is really what our app offers. So when I'm placing all these random bets across the, the market for the Super Bowl, they're all flowing into, to our app. Uh, a lot of them are flowing in automatically via partnerships with PointsBet, which is live in Kansas, um, DraftKings, as you mentioned, Tim, they're sort of automatically syncing over. We don't have it for every uh, every book. Sometimes you have to log in manually, like if you bet something on, on FanDuel, for for example. But tracking your bets, if you're trying to do this really seriously, like at all, or just trying to bet responsibly, uh, I would highly encourage that. And, and our product is easily the best product in the marketplace with uh, uh so so when Scott. i when i look at my betting history i'm not going to tell you how much i've won or lost <laughs> but I, I i look at it and i've won 55 percent of my bets in the last 30 days so i don't know if that's good or bad probably well, bad that's good tim that's not no, bad no, is it all right well good you're hey, over hey, you got right. hey scott miller from the excellent sports network appreciate your time today you're always full of information don't forget folks you want to go to the best site it's an Action Sports Network. And, Scott, you're always uh, always a lot of fun to have on. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. All right. You're listening to? Crunch time. All right. Welcome back to Crunch Time. Tim Grenhardt and Frank Bull. We're now uh, joined by Bo Chiz, who just Mr. Papa John's himself. 
And uh, he is, uh, you know, with the Third and Long people. You know you've, uh, Third and Long Foundation, you've heard us talk with Bo many, many times. Great auctioneer, by the way. Um, but, Bo, uh, you've got a little thing called Day 58, which every, we run every year. And uh, tell us a little, about, uh, a little bit about the Day 58. And, of course, has a lot to do with the late, great Derek Thomas. Yes, sir. So this is our third annual Day 58. So it's a digital campaign. We do a golf tournament in May, and then we do a wine and event in the uh, fall. But for those people that don't golf and don't drink wine, we have a digital campaign that supports our kids, 58 kids in two schools, uh, Border Star Elementary and Foreign Language Academy. And we need school supplies. We pay for the tutors and for field trips. So we have a digital campaign. If you go to www.thirdandlong.org, there is a button. We're front and center, banner, and uh, your donations in multiples of 58 could be $7.58, could be $21.58, could be $58, could be $580, could be $5,800, anything that you like. So we've raised uh, quite a bit of money over the last couple of years, over 40000 So we look to help support those kids in those two schools to improve their reading skills and support uh, Derek and Neil in sacking illiteracy in Kansas City. All right, Bo, one of the great things uh, about uh, this program is it keeps uh, Derek Thomas front and center in Kansas City, which where he belongs. We lost him 23 years ago yesterday. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, so uh, one of the things you guys do, obviously, is uh, you usually have some pretty cool things going on. Uh, is there anything as far as on the website that they can look for that uh, might be some special deals for them? Uh, not really, Tim. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, we saved that for the, uh, the golf event, which is coming up May 1st uh, after okay. the NFL draft. But, uh, hey, all donations are welcome. So, Yeah, this is uh, at uh, this is the third annual Day 58. Member of the Third and Long Foundation, they have the golf tournament in May. They also have the uh, the wine get together in the fall. Uh, this is digital. Thirdandlong.org. You look for the button there, and uh, you'll be able to see the day fifty eight and multiples of fifty eight. We would certainly hope there would be fifty eight dollars, and then five hundred and eighty dollars, and then fifty eight hundred dollars would all be welcome. And it does go to a great cause. And uh, Third and Long's done so many great things. Uh, for for the kids here in the Kansas City Metro. And we appreciate guys like Tim Grunhardt and Christian Okoye and Neil Smith uh, coming to our aid and being ambassadors and keeping the dream alive. It is pretty special that 23 years after Derek dies that his vision is still alive. So thank you very much. Yeah, we'd really love to thank CBD American Shaman for all their great work and all their sponsorship and all the help they give both financially and over the airways, just like we do here on uh, on Crunch Time for you guys. And it's uh, it's our pleasure. And Tim, of course, is on the board. And uh, Bo, you are you are a big reason why that Third and Long is, has Bo, done so Bo well. Bo is a huge reason you why bet. Third you bet. Long is doing as well as it does. So. All right, buddy. Yeah. We appreciate it, Bo. Thank you very right. much. See you guys. Go Chiefs. All right, go Chiefs. Tim, real quick before we get out of here, uh, give me uh, give me your prediction. Uh, Chiefs win 31-27. So uh, kind of fits into Scotty's 51 uh, right in that area. Uh, but the Chiefs win the football game. And, Frank, you will be covering the parade for crunch time. 
Yeah, well, there you are. And I've got the Chiefs winning, uh, I said on Philadelphia Radio, 28-27. I'm thinking more. It's, it's going to be, I'm going to go 24-23. 24-23 Chiefs will beat the Philadelphia Eagles, and then we'll have a big parade on Wednesday. Okay? How's that sound? Uh-huh. All right, sounds good, and uh, can't wait to talk about the Super Bowl win next Thursday. You're listening to Crunch Time.